Welcome to the Trailbreaker Podcast. I'm Aaron Feinberg. In this podcast, I explore what it takes to be a trailbreaker through intimate conversations with people carving new paths across the landscapes of business, art, and sport, we dig in on how to excel across seemingly disparate endeavors. What drives people who manage to succeed multidimensionally? Is it how they think? Is it meticulous planning and follow-through? Or is it some measure of delusional optimism? My guest today is Carl Segestrole, co-owner and operator of Surf NSR in Nicaragua, a former teacher and a lifetime adventurer. We talked about how he successfully achieved something so many of us dream about, which is building a life on the beach in another country, and what it takes to build a business from scratch in Nicaragua. Good afternoon, Carl, and thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Hi, Aaron. Great to be here. And we are chatting, uh, and you are at your home in Nicaragua. Uh, what what part of Nicaragua are you in right now? So we're in uh, the Department of Rivas, which is the southern Pacific coast of the country. Fantastic. And I wanted you to come on the show today because you are co-owner of the Nicaragua Surf Report. And while folks might hear that name and believe that it's just a place to log on and see what the surf is doing in Nicaragua, it's much, much more than that. And so maybe we kick us off by telling us a little bit about what does NSR do in uh, in the day-to-day? So now in the day-to-day, we are a, a property management company, vacation rentals uh, service, and that allows us to basically provide great vacation services to folks surfing or just beach going coming to Nicaragua. Um, we also have a surf shop and do real estate sales. So um, it's kind of a wide range of, of services, but they link together really nice. Um, and it's something that's grown organically into this over the past uh, nearly 20 years. Amazing. And as someone who has come down and stayed in one of your properties, I will say that the experience is fantastic. The waves are amazing. Your customer services all time and the and the properties are are really, really nice. And, you know, I wanted you to come on the show because I feel like so many people have this dream of just packing up their lives and going to some beautiful location and and restarting and and expatting and kind of doing what you and your family have done. But so many of us, it's just a dream and you actually went and pulled it off. And so I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, what it was like to kind of, let's start maybe what it was like to originally just pull the trigger and, and pack up from the Bay Area and and head down to Nicaragua. So So what was going on in your life then and what was your headspace? Well, at the time, Aaron, I was teaching school. Um, I'd been doing that after college and grad school for close to a decade, so about seven, eight years. And while I loved it, it was something I was passionate about. It it became something I knew was a, was going to be a phase of life, right? A phase of my professional life. Um, and I'd always considered, actually, I'd always planned on doing something like Peace Corps a couple of years out of college, I, I I wanted to live somewhere internationally outside of the, the U.S. I'd spent some time uh, studying. I went to high school in Europe and um, traveled a bunch. I have lucky to have a family that's very international, and so I got the the bug, the the vibe to be a citizen of the world and travel around. 
uh, early on. And so I really envisioned in my future, um, in addition to an amazing life I had in the Bay Area, to also put in some years somewhere else around the world. And so while I was while I was teaching, I, t I used my summers uh, pretty much every summer I had off to travel somewhere new. Uh, in the back of my mind, always was the thought of okay, maybe this could be a place that I could you know live. I spend a couple of years, maybe do Peace Corps stint. That was really the the vision uh, early on because it was a way to travel, but also uh, live and work a little bit. Uh, and, and, the, and the period seemed about right. Two years seemed about perfect to try something new. And when you were considering other countries, what was on the top of your list before you wound up in Nicaragua? Um, I was passionate about the Spanish language and Latin American history, uh, culture, um, food, music, everything. And um, so that was probably, the, the, this region was probably the leader of the pack. I, so I was a surfer. I also had a, had my eyes on Southeast Asia, um, Indonesia, Thailand, um, India. I, I'd gone to Burma and, and thought about that, but it, it seemed a little too far off. Uh, and, and really the language was, was what always brought me back. And so I spent a lot of those summers traveling uh, through Central and South America and knew I was on to something, but hadn't quite found the place that really clicked until I came here in 2005 on a surf trip. Uh, a good friend of mine uh, who would become my business partner had already come down on a great surf trip, uh, had already been inspired. And uh, so I came down and visited him with another friend and had a blast and just really enjoyed it. Um, and so what else was going on in my life at the time, uh, I was sort of transitioning from, you know, the teaching thing to what might be next. Uh, and I really thought it would be some aspect of business. Wasn't sure what that was going to be. And I had this desire to travel, uh, with a focus on Latin America. So those things kind of came together and, and, uh, uh, crystallized in that month long trip that I took down here in the summer of 2005. And when you all decided to launch NSR, what were the offerings or the sort of core essence of the business when it first kicked off? Really, it was, um, a way to document the day-to-day -day of life down here. Um, and my good friend, business partner, uh, Brian, First moved uh, into the area, had the ability to go surfing every day, was searching about for what to do. And really, it was just to document that <clears throat> and make our friends at home jealous. So that was about <clears throat> when I when I dialed in and, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> When I uh, and, when and I just by the way, by the way, you mission accomplished because I do remember hearing from people like Sarah Dak and a few others that had come back from an I think an early trip with you all and couldn't couldn't be quiet about it and and it took me a few years to get down uh, to see it for myself but yeah they were blown away with uh, with some of the experiences that you that you shared with them yeah and so that exactly was was it you know I we we basically just documented life, which involved going to the beach every day and traveling around the country and um, meeting new people and having a lot of fun. And, and early on, that was it. That was the service. It was providing information about surfing, uh, some eye candy 
And uh, there wasn't much going on online for Nicaragua surfing at the time. And so the site, and that was a website, blog, very simple, um, began to get traction. And did you uh, and monetize so, it just through like, advertising or how did it, uh, how did you make money off of that? Well, early on, it was, uh, the idea was to promote uh, some rental homes, uh, some real estate opportunities. Uh, and we, and it was started, it started like that and, and, and started small. We also had some, some advertisers uh, and those generally covered the cost of running the site. Um, not much beyond that, but, but that's really how it started out. And then what did it eventually, so that was the first couple of years. Yeah, it was, I mean, that was the first couple of years and we still do that to this day. Um, and so I, you could say the past 17, 18 years, um, but we do it at a different level at this point. Uh, so early on it, it was promoting for, uh, property owners or property managers, their places to stay, uh, highlighting activities and, and, uh, surf related services that, uh, traveler to Nicaragua might want to take advantage of. Um, and then that shifted a little bit more into, uh, creating a company that did those things and worked with homeowners, uh, to promote the, the properties, to manage them, to provide the customer service, to, uh, help find the the travelers going to book them uh, and take care of them from the time they are arrived to Nicaragua through transport, uh, catering, surfing boat trips, surf photography, horseback riding activities, um, spa services, uh, the whole nine until they left and sending them packing with great photos of their trip and hopefully some fantastic memories. Nice. And we'll get into a little bit more uh, about what's happening with the company, you know, now, but before we do back in the day, you know, when this was first happening for you, what were the folks around you saying about this idea? Uh, and then kind of what was your headspace like in terms of, um, you know, was it, this is a great idea and it continues to be a great idea or, oh boy, uh, I'm not so sure this is a great idea. Super good question. Uh, I would say it had everything to do with lifestyle. And uh, were it to succeed as a business at that time, that would have been a nice bonus, but I wasn't necessarily banking on that. Uh, success was making it another year and getting to keep the dream alive. Um, but I think we both both brought uh, in the early days, and then later on, as as we took on new partners, um, everyone has brought great uh, variety of experience and skill, and uh, a lot of dedication and willing to work, uh, willingness to work. And I think those things uh, have led it our marker for success. Uh, from hey, we made it another year. How amazing is this? don't have to go home and get a real job uh, to raising our families, um, making a long-term life, being able to uh, have a little bit of security, uh, the ability to travel, uh, visit family and, uh, and establish roots in the country. And so um, definitely the goals have evolved. Um, the idea of what success is definitely has evolved. Uh, and it's been a lot of fun along the way. Fortunately, the, 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 the dreams about what the quality of life 
uh, and lifestyle is they evolve as well as you get a little bit older. Uh, I was just turning 30 at the time when I moved here and, and I'm 47 now. So, um, you know, what's important has changed a little bit, but, uh, but very, very similar, um, in terms of what we do and what we find is successful. So great. And then early on too, were you down there full time or did you bounce between Nicaragua and in the States? I was here full time from the beginning and that what that meant was uh, probably 10, 11 months of the year I was in country and uh, going home to visit family and do a little bit of travel and recharge the batteries, you know, between two and six weeks a year. And like everywhere, you know, I would imagine, you know, the place in which you live now has changed a lot in over the last 20 years. So what was it like when you first got there, you know, in terms of, you know, amenities or, or just sort of what infrastructure, et cetera? Well, it was pretty limited, I guess would be the way to say it. Uh, in the area where we live and are now fo have our business focused, which is about an hour away from where we originated. Um, there, the roads are now mostly paved. Uh, phone signal is significantly better. Um, there's internet. Uh, there are tons of restaurants now. We used to have to, you know, pack a cooler, go to the beach, and then drive back out to Rivas, the main city, uh, to grab dinner on the way back home. Uh, and, and now just last night, my wife and I, on our way back from the city, from Managua, stopped in and got a couple of sushi rolls just five minutes outside the gate. So that's a, a pretty big marker for, for how things have evolved here. So great. And, um, if you had to sort of categorize the folks that come down, I would imagine a good chunk of them are surfers and then what would you say the, the other, uh, folks are drawn to the area for? Yeah. in the, in the early days, Aaron, the, the profile of visitor tended to be, uh, like younger versions of ourselves, small group of, uh, guys in their twenties or thirties, uh, looking for adventure girlfriends or wives, not really willing to come join them on a trip to, you know, rural coast of Nicaragua. Uh, most people would tell them and they're saying they're going to visit Nicaragua. Uh, what are you doing? Are you nuts? Don't you know there was civil war there? That was the last time they probably read anything about Nicaragua in the news, even though it was from 20 years before. Uh, it still had that that uh, that reputation. Um, it's evolved quite a bit since then. Uh, now you still see a number of surfers, but more families and then a broader range of, uh, of people on vacation. So, um, not just people looking to surf, there are a couple of golf courses here now, and sometimes even people travel for golf, um, fishing, just exploring, enjoying the culture, uh, and scenery. Um, and, and it really has evolved. So a wider age range now, men, women, people of all ages, they're, they're here, uh, enjoying, um, communities like Rancho Santana and Hacienda Guana, where our company is based, uh, have, you know, medium to high end homes. Uh, there's spa services and multiple restaurants, uh, some medical services even. So it's become a safer, uh, easier sell to the family as far as a vacation destination. 
And, and as your evolution of a, as a, as a man, uh, also butts up against your evolution as a business person, right? So you start from working in a school and that's something you and I both share in common. And then you wind up in Nicaragua where in some ways, you know, the sort of plant, the, the, the path is wide open for you because there's lots to create. Um, you know, what would you say over the years in terms of just the pure business side of things were the biggest challenges for you or the things that you learned the most about in terms of how to run a business, uh, or, um, you know, hurdles that you didn't expect to have to jump over. Well, I was coming from a non-business background, so I, I had a lot to learn. And uh, fortunately, given the kind of operational responsibilities, excuse me, uh, everything that, that we started that, that was new, I got to learn from A to Z, from, from the ground up, and everything from hiring to supplies to logistics, uh, marketing, um, PR, all of these things we were doing uh, ourselves and figuring out as we went um, and doing it in a place uh, that didn't quite have as many resources as we were used to. Uh, fortunately, I'd, I've had great partners that um, have some business experience and really high work ethic. And that always helps. You can sit down with your partners and figure out just about any problem that you come against and uh, and there were there have been a lot you know for, I remember spending weeks in the we were designing the second version of the website and and doing that uh, uh, rebuilding everything with the the dev here in Nicaragua uh, back and forth just from Spanish to English and and spent the amount of time we spent on that first the redesign project was amazing compared to the second and now we're actually in our in our third. And the the tools that we have in the process at our fingertips are are amazing, and we're accomplishing so much more in such a shorter amount of time. It's really a lot of fun to to to, ex, to experience that, and that's just one one element. And your wife is from Nicaragua, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She and, grew up in Managua. Nice. And in terms of, um, uh, is she a part of the of the business as well? She, yeah, she is. She. Uh, helps us with the marketing and uh, web content. Um, she works out of the office and, and does a little customer service, customer support. And, uh, and that's been great too. Yeah. And I know uh, you did not ask for a testimonial, but I'm going to give you one. Uh, you know, I would say that our trip with you and it was a, gosh, it might've been 10 years ago now, um, blew us all away. I was, I kind of did the exact trip you described, came down with five friends. Uh, we were in our early thirties and, you know, had a variety of past surf experiences, really, uh, you know, everything from camping on the beach in Mexico to, to, to maybe something slightly close to fancy. I don't think, I, I, but we were just blown away when we got down there and we we're just like this little apartment that we rented from you all. It was like stone throw away from this fantastic break. It was the nicest place that I'd ever stayed. Uh, you know, your recommendations on where to surf and when to surf. You had recommended, you know, using one of the, one of the catering folks and they came over and we, we stupidly only hired them for like two meals and we wish we had done it the whole week. And, uh, you know, the food was fantastic and it was just super, super easy. And it, it's interesting. It, it did tip something for me where I probably will never be the super fancy surf travel guy, but 
it made me realize how nice it is to have some of that stuff. So when you're, you know, you're surfing all day long and to have a truly comfortable place to sleep and to have good food and, uh, you know, just to how much easier it is just to sort of make it a vacation versus just, just a travel experience, which is, which is fun, right? It's nice to have that adventure, but sometimes, uh, just having a little bit of ease is, is not so bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, basically sharing what we love about the country is a big part of the ethos uh, of the business. And, uh, it, and it's not hard to do. It just takes putting the pieces together, uh, f finding those experiences that you want to um, include in, in what we offer and, and try con connecting our customers with good people. Um, and it, and it kind of came down to that. It, um, every time we would add a service, you know, we add on surfboard rentals or, uh, a new activity or a tour to the volcanoes or, uh, boat trips or the catering, like you, you mentioned, Aaron, uh, the kept, the question was, was always, you know, what, what would that experience be like? What would we like to, um, have, uh, how would we want that to be? You know, what would it take for us to go home and tell our friends and family that we had the best time? Uh, and, and that's generally what was our guide, uh, to, to kind of organizing everything and, and putting it together. Anything that's, on the horizon for you all things that uh, are, are soon to be launched that would be good to hear about well we're uh we just started a reskin of the site which is a, a little bit overdue and so um we're really excited about just getting into the design uh the the surf report part of our business remains the a bit of the motor uh, it drives our web traffic. It's that dynamic content that keeps people coming back every day. Uh, we get a number of people telling us all the time, Hey, you know, first thing I do when I get to work and sit down at my desk, uh, uh, you know, before I open email, I, I check the surf report, see how it's been down there. Um, we, you know, we love seeing the usual suspects, the local kids that everybody knows by name, uh, that usually get shouts out on the surf report. And so, uh, knowing that, acknowledging that that's such an important part of our identity, uh, it's been fun to think about how to hold on to that, to make it better and to uh, keep it looking fresh and and keep the experience positive. You know, the the world of websites and, and, and online interaction with businesses evolves so fast and we're certainly not on the cutting edge of that and nor do we care to or have the ability to be, um, but we want to be there. We want to kind of keep, keep going with the ride and stay relevant. And so this, this is a fun aspect of that, that we've just started. Um, we're, we're hoping to have that wrapped and launched by early April. And I just thought of this actually, when you're talking about the, the, the local, um, surfers and I would imagine too, you know, as this business has grown, it, it, you probably are able to hire in folks, right? Whether it's for surf lessons or it's for, you know, catering, et cetera, um, and have a positive impact on the, on the community as well. Uh, big part of it. And, and, and certainly we feel, um, uh, that the community that welcomed us is, uh, more than community, uh, more than just, uh, adopted country. Uh, they're, they're a family and, and it's nice to, be a part of uh, an industry that is uh, helping to develop and create work and 
and positive opportunity for people in the community. Um, really great example uh, for the folks that came and visited us when we managed one beachfront property in Platte, Colorado. Uh, they might remember a really lovely lady named Claudia Ariola. Um, she was incredible. She was the housekeeper and cook in that first property. Uh, one of the first Nicaraguans that I became friends with over the years. Um, over those years, she uh, put herself through uh, weekend law school. So she achieved a, a law degree, uh, started with her husband, a transport business, um, and also started a catering business, which is now our, our catering outsource uh, uh, service. And um, continues to be a great friend. Uh, her, she's a grandmother now. Her, her daughter's finishing up uh, university, and uh, she's got a couple of grand grandkids. And um, really, a cool success story uh, for somebody who lived in a rural area of Nicaragua that, uh, really, until surfers started showing up, uh, had a, you know, farm identity and 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 a, and a fishing identity. And and it's really cool to see um, where that family is now. So cool. And, um, so we'll put it on the, on the, um, uh, the links for this podcast, but what is the, uh, the best address for NSR? If folks want to, uh, look up the website or find you via email. We are surfnsr.com, and, uh, on, on the web, we're, uh, at surf NSR on Instagram and Nicaragua surf report or surf NSR on Facebook. And I want to close us up uh, with maybe a tricky question because everybody's different. But if you were to offer one piece of advice to anybody flirting with this idea of just kind of packing up and and, and going and, and recreating life somewhere else, anything that you would suggest uh, for for that person to consider? I mean, well, obviously, the the best advice is is to to do it, to go for it. Um, you know, it, it the the fears. Uh, that you might have in that moment, um, they kind of become small things years down the road. Uh, but I think the best piece of advice that I could give is um, there's no substitute for for the effort and, and the work and the perseverance. Uh, if you put everything into what you choose to do, whether it's to travel to a different country or start a business, um, and you just keep chipping away at it every day, uh, it's amazing what you see after a good amount of time. And it, I had no idea this is where I was going to be still. Um, I remember when we crossed the border during that initial drive down after I'd visited and, and decided to move here, we traveled through Arizona where my dad lives and stopped off for a couple of days and outfitted the, the rig and, and hung out with him for a little while. And uh, so at one point we were sitting down over coffee and he's, and he says to me, you know, so, so, so you uh, you went to grad school to be a teacher, and uh, you're 30, or about to be 30, and, and and you're going down to Nicaragua to do what exactly? And uh, I, to this day, I remember my answer was, you know, I'm just going to go have some fun and 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 uh, you know seek adventure and um, figure out what I'm going to do, but I'm going to give it a lot of effort and and. Years later, uh, before he passed away recently, which was just last year, um, we had another nice conversation, and he brought up that 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 moment as well, and said, "You know, look, I'm I, I had my doubts, and uh, but you definitely proved that you know following your heart 
going on an adventure is a good thing to do. So that was nice to hear. What a great way to wrap. I had a similar conversation with my dad uh, years ago too, driving around Lake Tahoe and he, uh, he had watched me finish college, start a, uh, a car washing business in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, then switched and become a psychologist uh, at 30. Uh, and all the years in between the things that I would do, he was pretty uncomfortable with and wondering what was the trajectory was going to be. And on that drive after, you know, working in as a school psychologist for a few years, you know, he said to me, gosh, you know, he always made me kind of uncomfortable and you know, I think I was more concerned that I lent on, but I got to tell you, when I come back in this next life, I want to, I want to come back as you. And I was like, oh man, what a, what a sweet thing to say. And so, um, good on you, Carl, for, uh, for making it happen, following it. And, uh, I really appreciate you joining me on the show today. I think that the story that you shared was fantastic and I, I wish you and the family and the business all the best. And I hope you have a great spring and summer season. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, Aaron. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, thank you very much. All right, my friend. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. The Trailbreaker Podcast is created by Aaron Feinberg with production support provided by Michael Morey. More interviews and videos can be found at AaronFeinberg.com.